Conversations with Greg and Kobe. Welcome to another impactful episode of Conversations with Craig and Kobe. I am Craig King. I am El Kobe the Wiz. And we are here again. What's up, man? We're back. How you doing? Hey, man. You know what? We here. Yeah. We in here. We we doing it. We doing this thing. <laughs> so you guys know how it goes. We have a topic. And a timer. And we're just going to have a conversation about that topic. Yeah. For we those don't... of you who are, who are not familiar, this may be your first podcast. Just check us out. Go hear the introduction. But, you know, we're just finding our space. And so what we're trying to do is be open to the magic on the other side of the conversation when you just have an authentic conversation. So we, this is not scripted. No. It is... Um, we have intentionally not talked about what we're going to talk about because we want there to be an authenticity to the conversation. So, so before I give the audience and our listeners the topic, I just thought of something. Like, like you know how we before we hit record, yeah, the richness of those conversations. I think I'm asking Shantae just to like just keep those to rolling. let those go. That would be because we'll forget that we will forget. Like. We, I don't even remember. I know. I mean, we good. we were dropping. I just wish y'all listened to what uh, it was I good. just it was it was good. But anyway, but yeah, that's so, neither here nor there. So that's why I we're got about, my, I got I forgot my my notebook and stuff yeah. last last last. But I I'm, I'm ready this time. So all right. So as Kobe said, we have a timer. So what we need you guys to do is just listen to our conversation and yeah, hopefully, man. you know, get into it. So we have a timer for 40 minutes. 40 minutes. Our topic today is finding your purpose. Finding your purpose. And we begin. 40 minutes. And we end. All right. Finding your purpose, bro. So. What's that look like? Like, it's, it's a very cliche statement. It is. If you think about it. it like, is. it's. It's something that is not like this is not the first time our listeners are hearing, hey, find your purpose, right? Mm-hmm. But I think from our different vantage points, I think with our backgrounds and things that I'm gonna hear about you and you hear about me, and our listeners are just gonna start thinking about how to really find purpose. And so, like, I think my purpose is like divided into just different categories because there's a purpose that's tied to pain. Ooh, come and, on. and then there's purpose tied to like the talent that I have mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. the abilities that I that God has given me. Mm-hmm. But sometimes they find themselves like intertwined, intertwined with each other. For sure. And so when I and so briefly, like just talking about pain, like I would have never thought being diagnosed with cancer would, would have led to purpose. Mm. Like I just didn't when that was happening to me. I just never pictured that. Mm. Like things that I'm doing now at 39, when I was diagnosed with cancer at 17, I never saw, you know, 20 plus years later that that experience would still be driving an area of my purpose. Mm. So like going through that, almost dying twice, learning how to walk again, Mm. uh, receiving chemotherapy that did so many different things to my body, um, some things short-term and long-term that I'm dealing with. But knowing that that experience 
and being able to share that experience with so many people have impacted their lives. So, so, so let's let's dig into that a little bit. So let's talk about finding purpose mm. through your pain, right? Because life living is hard. Like yeah. it's just difficult. You know yeah. what I mean? And every everybody's got some stuff that could have buried them, but allowed it to possibly build them mm-hmm. instead. Yeah. So talk a little bit about how you think going through that, because listening to this, there's, there's somebody else there out there they're going through. Uh, they either had cancer, they're going through it now. Or, or they, any type or, of terminal or, illness or, or, or illness. Type of illness. Um, you know what I mean? Like, what did it take for you? I remember um, from one of the earlier podcasts and you were talking about your mom. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And um, that was interesting to hear that. And for those of you who who don't, like the beauty of this thing, of this whole exercise that we're doing, yeah. is that like we're finding out stuff about each other mm-hmm. that like we we don't know. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? <laughs> it's not scripted. And right. so the authenticity of how it shows up is, is part of Right. It's getting to know yeah. each other, even though we've we've known each other for a while. Mm-hmm. So you were talking about you know your mom in that in that process. So just talk a little bit about help somebody else out right now. Like what would you tell them about? You might be going through some pain and, and understanding, right? So not making that situation that pain like your whole life, even though you found purpose in it. You know yeah, what I mean? Because what mm-hmm. we can do sometimes is take that one experience and then that experience, even though it's traumatic, becomes what our whole life is about. Right. Right? So... And we only associate uh, our lives and things that we do with the pain. Right. And not necessarily the purpose that can be birthed And the from promise it. that comes out mm-hmm. of it. So talk, talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So you mentioned my mom. So that statement she made when the doctor came in and said, you know, you have bone cancer. What she said and spoke into me catapulted me on a path to finding my purpose that was tied to that pain. Mm. So she said, it's a small bump in the road. You'll get through it. Which Mm. that statement alone can be applied to so many different things. Everything, Like it's a small bump in the road. And so going through the next 10, 11 months of... you know, a few surgeries, chemotherapy, all those things, and having almost died twice, seeing my life flash but before my eyes. But you know what's eyes. like so strong about that? What is it? Is that I don't think your mom thought that you were going to grab that and oh. tie it down and. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think at that moment, she was just trying to encourage you. Yeah. And so you never know, like, the things that people grab. Mm, that you say. Out of a, the intention being... Something little. Yeah. 
but they carry it with them mm-hmm. forever. I carry that. And it's so funny, Kobe. So we had um we had a family game night last year or something like that. And I don't know what the game was, but some it was something where name what is something that your mom would t- always tell you when you were a kid mm-hmm. or something. It was something like that. And then and nobody, I mean, people knew about that statement she made, but um, I wrote down that and then she had to say what I thought I wrote down and she said that. And it was just like, it, and for her, it was just our little thing, right? Mm-hmm. It was just our little thing that, that really ties us together. Shout yes. out to Paulette King, if y'all wonder, um, <laughs> who also taught our esteemed engineer, Shante Darby in the back. Kingdom culture. Uh, Kingdom culture, shout out. Shout but, out. But going back to your original question, so she catapulted me on this path to purpose. So when I beat cancer, my last day of chemotherapy was May 2nd, 2000. Mm-hmm. And when I left the hospital, um, ever since then, I've, I haven't had to go back for any mm. other chemo, no That's cancer reoccurrences. Blessing. My leg is doing great. Um, where I had cancer, you know, the original surgery said it was going to, what they did was going to last 10 years. It's been 20 plus years now. Mm. So leg is doing great. And so out of that, I found my story. Mm. Like, you know, American Cancer Society was just like, hey, we want you to help us advocate. So so literally, as soon as I finished treatment, I started testifying on the state level mm. to increase the cigarette tax in South Carolina, which at that time was the lowest in the country. Mm. Uh, we had a very low cigarette tax, and we wanted to use that tax to help fund programs for people affected by cancer. And so I started using my voice that way. And then I went to school. So that go ahead, go. No, so is that what pushed you into lobbying? We get there. So I'm putting the pieces together. Yeah. Okay. So you you getting there? Keep going. You getting there? So I I started understanding government Mm. and how it works and how um, how uh, collective voices mean something Mm. because it wasn't just my voice speaking up for this. But it was multiple voices. And so that you were the face of. I, I, that I was the face of. And so fast forward, go to college. I never forget it, Kobe. I was shout out to my HBCU folks who are gonna recognize this. Mm-hmm. I was in line for my refund check. Mm. <laughs> Where are my HBCU grads? Stand up. Stand up. <laughs> I was in line to get my refund check at obviously Dawson um, at South Carolina State University. I think it was 2003, probably. And my dad and mom called me and she said, and they said, Craig, you might want to sit down. I thought something bad had happened. And she, it was just like Dr. Edie just called. Dr. Edie was my surgeon at the time. He was the only orthopedic oncologist at the time in the state of South Carolina. Wow. So any person, adult or child, that had a condition of cancer that had something to do with the bone that needed surgery, that was him. he was their doctor. So he, he has... Everybody, a lot of patients, like thousands of patients, right? So Dr. Edie calls and says, I want Craig to go with me to Washington, D.C. to advocate on behalf of the National Institutes of Health. More specifically, NIAMS, which deals with musculoskeletal conditions or whatever. And so from 2004 up until about three years ago when they ended Hill Days, I spent throughout the year and once a year going to Capitol Hill to advocate on behalf of NIH wow. uh, for people across the country. Joined patient advisory boards, did spots for them, magazines, commercials wow. that appeared in every orthopedic um, 
office in the country. They would play my video with two other patients on loop. And so, bro, it's so did, much. I, I, yeah, like, I know. No, I know. None of this, That's the beauty, bro. y'all. Like, That's the beauty of this. Crazy, we, bro. We, yeah. So, I became a really strong advocate, not only wow. for cancer patients, pediatric uh-huh. cancer patients, but people dealing with various musculoskeletal conditions, uh-huh. back conditions, traumatic injuries, mm. traumatic car accidents, traumatic sports injuries, um, different things that they're born with, born mm. with or whatever. And so I saw where I thought my purpose was going to be focused solely on pediatric cancer, which I'm very passionate about. Mm-hmm. But I became an advocate for people that suffer from other musculoskeletal mm-hmm. conditions as well um, and with the NIH. And so that experience opened up like a whole nother world for me. My first flight ever, mm-hmm. first time me ever flying, was flying to Chicago to the, um, to the AOS campus in Chicago um, to learn more about advocacy and things like that and what they wanted me to do. And so now, fast forward years later, I'm a counselor at Camp Chemo um, for children that have cancer mm-hmm. um, and do a lot of things. I have my own gala where we raise funds every two years for pediatric cancer support groups, camps and things like that, Camp Chemo, Camp Happy Days. And so when I was teaching for seven years, mm-hmm. my passion has always been kids. I know I wanted mm-hmm. to teach. Mm-hmm. And so when I left teaching the teacher profession, which I still consider myself a Absolutely. teacher. Absolutely. You know, um, when the job came to me and I was telling Shantae, you know, before we started recording, you know, the job that I took as a lobbyist, I got offered like three years before I actually took it. Mm. Like I turned it down like every year. My boss, Kathy, she um, she uh, she was like, I'm not hiring anybody else. I was, you know, she first time she well, told people me. Are I was like, like, yeah, 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 yeah. You just yeah. trying to get me to come. I've heard that. I've heard that, that you know, yeah. whatever. So I was just like, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm staying in the classroom, mm-hmm. whatever. Second year, sorry again, Craig. I'm still doing two jobs. Are you ready? Oh wow! I'm like, wow. She, she really might be, is. She might. She be might. For real. I turned it down again. Third year, sorry, at the same conference at South Point High School. Um, she said, Craig, are you ready? I said, No, Kathy, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm like, she really is waiting, which speaks a lot to a who lot. I, to who I was, who how she viewed, how she viewed you. And so, um, oh, I think a half a year passed. I'm gonna wrap it up because no, I know no, you got some stuff to add. Yeah, no, I can't wait to, but to discuss. But so about a half a year. Past and that it was coming to the end of that year. I guess it was the end of 2010. And she was like, Craig, you know, working on a budget. Are you ready? And I and at that time I was ready to leave, man. And she blew my eardrums up. She was screaming so loud on the phone. <laughs> and so, but I going to your original question. So yeah, that 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 statement by my mom catapulted me into advocacy and um, fighting for children that are affected by cancer and actually adults affected by cancer and other conditions that affect their uh, musculoskeletal um, system. And so, yeah, man, it's it's been a journey and it's, it's, it's amazing how my love for education and my advocacy have been intertwined with each mm-hmm. other mm-hmm. that makes it effortless. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, it doesn't Speaking like- about it, whether it's education or when it relates to my story and fighting for children with cancers, it's so effortless for me. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, man. No, that's dope. I can tell you learned a lot. Yeah, bro. I didn't know. But it's so so. It's always cool to like hear people's trajectory. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, because you see people and you're like, man, how did they? How did they get there? How did they get there? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
like we see you now, but like, what was that road like? And so then, then you hear the backstory. You're like, okay, that mm. makes sense now because he was exposed mm-hmm. earlier. And so, so I knew you like was lobbyist, and I knew you was for education, but I did, and I knew that you had taught. So, but so I just thought like, oh, well, he was teaching. Just make yeah. Okay, yeah, thanks. and a lot of people. So the question I get a lot with the lobbying, people say, "What, what, what degree did you get to become a lobbyist? What, what did you do to become a lobbyist? What certification did you have?" And when I tell them the answer, they can't believe it. And they're like, "Really?" Mm-hmm. Usually, some type of work experience helps you a lot. Absolutely. So if you're going to lobby for higher education, you should have some experience. And what probably you're in higher ed, if you're going to uh, lobby for whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever you know, it natural, is. the Department of Natural Resources. If you want to be that lobbyist, you probably ha- should have some background in that. Mm-hmm. So having a passion for something, it automatically equips you into an advocate mm-hmm. or a Perfect. lobbyist. Yes. Yeah. So that passion for education I had, but what I did also have was that experience, even though it came from a philanthropic level. Mm-hmm. So I was volunteering my ser- my story and my services to mm-hmm. advocate for ACS. And NIH and things like that. I wasn't getting paid for it, but I it helped me understand policy mm-hmm. on the state and national level. Yeah. So, yeah. So finding your purpose and what does that look like? You know, um, for me, I think the universe is always giving you. Um, it always gives you signs. Yeah. Um, I, I knew. Early on, I would always be working with kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was going to show up for me as a pediatrician. That's what mm. I wanted to do. Really? I, yeah. I, I, Dr. Kobe. Yeah, man. I knew that I liked working with kids. but then well, like, You know what's funny? Like, if that happened, I could still use... You wearing like oh, absolutely, you know what I mean? You being that doctor, absolutely, like not the white coat, but the gold and purple absolutely. coat. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I would have been, I'd have been that guy. Yeah. Um, but I think it's 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 funny how you know there's stuff in you that shows up. Yeah. And you know, the thing was when people say, you know, your purpose, your passion, like I've I've said this before that um you know, your purpose is is so much bigger than you. Mm. And, when, and when you f- figure out what it is, like, you, you can't compromise that f- for anybody. Right? Like, not for your wife, like, not for your kids. Like, because it literally doesn't belong to you. Like, it belongs to the planet. Mm. And you, like, that is literally what you were, like, born for. Okay, so here we go. How God operates is he sees a problem in the earth. My belief. And what he does, he plants the solution to that problem in a woman's womb. 
also purpose is birthed. Right? So when we first got married, you know, Astro's like, you know, babe, you know, not get pregnant. You know, I mentioned this one, like, what's going on? And I was like, babe, like, purpose is birthed. Like, when it's time, it'll be time if it's time. Mm-hmm. Support, Bible, right? God saw problem in the earth. Noah's birthed. Right? So that, I came across that epiphany, right? Then it made sense. This is why the genealogies are so important. Right? You start looking at like David and, you know, birthed this and he birthed this and birthed this and then birthed this and then came Joseph and then from the line, right? Here's Jesus. Mm. Right? Go further back, right? You got Noah, right? And then, you know, Enoch, Methuselah, like Laman, Noah. Purpose is birthed. Mm. So our job, right, if parents, right, hopefully they can, but if not, as you become an adult, your job is to figure out what's the problem that I'm supposed to solve. That I was birthed to solve. That I was birthed to solve, right? And for some, that problem is a big problem. Mm -hmm. For some, right, problem may not be so big. But at the end of the day, the size of the problem is not really what matters. It's you recognizing why life is meaningful to you and how your life here can impact others. Because we think that our life is for us. It's not. But it isn't. It's not for us. It's not for us. Pieces and parts of it are for us. Very small percentage. But it's really not for us. Right? So it is not so much the journey of just being here but experiencing life in a way that one, you know, and you feel like I'm alive, right? But the other piece is so that your life matters to other people in ways that you may never even find out about. Like, that's the piece. Like, think about the things you've done, right, that that you may, in the life you've been, that you may never even know. Mm. Yeah, I talk about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. So purpose, so how do you find that thing, right? So you figure out this thing because it's going to show up for you, 
what is this thing that if I could have all of my bills paid, mm -hmm. right? A little bit of money in my pocket, you know what I mean? What is that thing that I would I would really literally do for free? free. Right? Mm -hmm. And then that thing, that, that'll pull on you, whether it's helping people, whether it's that. But then the game of that is, right? So the game of life and how you get successful at that is, now how do I take that thing, right, that I would do for free and then get people to pay me yeah. well to do it? Like, mm -hmm. that's the game. Yeah. That's the game. And, and even though you would do it for free. Right not feeling bad for asking people to pay you. That's for it. it, right? Now, that's the other part. That's the part. Extending and recognizing the value that you get. Mm -hmm. Right? So you have, you know, your gifts and your talents that are in you. You know what I mean? And so your gifts make room. Mm -hmm. And the question is, how much room do you want them to make? It's good. How much room do you want your gifts to make? And so now, bro, I am, I just turned 44 last year. I will be 45 this year. And the wisdom that I have now at 44 was not present at 24. Right. So now I think about this whole thing around purpose mm -hmm. differently. Like, so I, I believe that I found my purpose. I believe that I know what I was put on here to do. And some people call it cliche and you, you hear it all the time so much that it's almost, uh, you know, but my work is really about helping people to be the best versions of themselves. So what does that look like, right? So that looks like me writing books that empower and inspire. That looks like me doing, you know, coaching for people to mm -hmm. help bring all of that's inside of them out. That looks like me doing trainings for teachers. That looks like me uh, supporting leaders in leadership. So the work that you do should support the purpose yeah. that you feel like you've been here for. So, I, so as you were talking, especially not this point, but the point prior to that, mm -hmm. you were talking about how your purpose is really not for you, but for others. For others. And so if people have that same mantra, it makes me think of purpose as somewhat of a bartering system. It that, is. That idea of bartering. Or that, not even the idea, bartering. It, bartering. It really makes me think of that. And I think about the children's book, um, Uncle Jay's Barbershop. Mm -hmm. I think it's Uncle Jay's Barbershop. Where it talked about how um, some of our ancestors used the bartering system using goods and services mm -hmm. when they didn't have the money or whatever. And so 
I think if we look at our purpose as, you know what, I have something that someone needs. Mm-hmm. Mm. And if I don't do it, mm. if I don't follow my purpose, somebody then my brother and sister are going to struggle. And it's not, it's not like, that's good, that's good, right? It, they're going to struggle. And likewise, I need you to follow your purpose, Kobe, mm. because the fruits of your purpose that are going to benefit me, I need. So I need you. Kobe, look at me. I need you to, even though you found it, I need you to continue on your path of purpose because I'm depending on it. So here's the question that came to me, which is why I was kind of looking away, which mm-hmm. is almost like, who is in pain right now because you didn't operate and attack your purpose? That's heavy. Right. Got me over here. And then that's heavy, cry, bro. Because like, that is, yeah, man. It's like that's heavy. It's different, man. Like yeah, um, you're good. Yeah, it's like a level of like conviction, though. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like because it really isn't about us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like when you got something that you some that you know you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And perspective is everything, right? Yeah. And even though we talked about it, like even with the book, like some, but how these conversations like building, like that is like that purpose piece is. It's like you got you got something that you need to do. Yeah. Like, and people don't don't do it because they get selfish about it. Mm-hmm. Right. They think that it's a they think that it's, well, I'm not gonna do this because ain't nobody gonna, gonna gonna read it, or ain't I'm not gonna do this because it's not really gonna impact anybody. But you're not you're not really getting that that it's that it's not about you doing it to get any accolades or praise, but somebody else needs, like needs it. Like they don't want it. Like they They need need it. it. And that's different. Yeah. That's different. That's different. Like, so if you don't exercise, Exercise your purpose. That's the not right, just finding. Come it. on, that's the right word. We right? just changed the title of this yeah. right here. Exercise your exercise purpose. Exercise it because it's in the exercising of it that creates the habit. Come on, that man. creates the consistency. That creates the the strength. The strength and the feeling that you're feeling right now helps that feeling not happen as often. Yes. Because we're not perfect. Right. But but to to your point, there's someone, there's there's something I didn't do mm-hmm. that has not given somebody else what they needed to get through. And you know that. And I know it. 
Mm. Wow. That's heavy. That's heavy. I didn't see this getting heavy, Kobe. Nah, bro. That was, but that's the power, right? That's the power of the of, conversation. Of, of, what's on the other side of it? What's on the other side and not the, the, the lack of the script and the yeah. authenticity of it. Because that's the question, right? Because we, you know, I mean, we're we're here, we're selfish, we're looking for, you know, we talked about that, the social media, the claps, the accolades, the retreat that I'm gonna do this because I'm trying to go viral. Um, but the question is, right, are you doing or do you feel like you're doing what you've been put here to do? Or have you even asked that question, right? Why? Why am I here? Why? You know what I'm saying? Like, why, why, why am I here? And, you know what I mean? What am I supposed to be doing while I'm here? And I think the earlier, oh, excuse me. I think the earlier we get to asking that question, for ourselves and others, getting others to wrestle with that question it adds a different level of direction and intentionality in how we live and move. Yeah. So that's part of the system. Mm-hmm. The systems, so right? We talked about in, in a previous episode. That's mm-hmm. part of the system. Mm-hmm. The people, the people that we aim to help. Because of our purpose, mm. they're part of the system. They should be part of our thought process as we're exercising that purpose. Uh, wow, who's make, this gonna help? That's right. Because if it's one hundred percent purposes just for me, then that's not serving the purpose. Yeah, it doesn't release right. It doesn't get. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't get executed in a way that's most impactful because you're trying to do it for you. Mm-hmm. And and even outside of your, you know, taking that, that same vein of only applying it to people that are outside of your family or your household, mm-hmm. but taking that same drive when you look at your wife and you look at your children mm-hmm. or our children, saying, hey, what I'm doing now in my purpose, mm-hmm. it's going to benefit my daughter's yes. great-grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Meaning, like, generations removed, yeah. I'm no longer here. But, how does but because live? of what I'm doing now, intentionally exercising my purpose, it's going to benefit them, not mm-hmm. just from a monetary standpoint, but just from a standpoint of knowing who they are. And values, right? right. So how do you... Tr- so that's a whole nother podcast. That's a right? whole nother one. That's a whole nother conversation. Of how do I transmit and keep alive my beliefs? Like Come on. long after I'm gone, like that's legacy. How do I make sure your omnipresence? Right, that I'm omnipresent not here and not here, but I'm here. But I'm here, right? Not 10% of me. All of me. But all, all of, of me. me. Yes. Yeah, that is 
that was part of it that was rolling. Yeah, that before did. the cameras yeah, weren't rolling. That's, that's why I was saying we got to keep the cameras yeah, rolling. Yeah, we that was yeah. that was, that omnipresence piece was was strong. But that whole understanding, recognizing, and understanding that your purpose, that even though you may even be aware of it early, like the actual manifestation. Oh, come on. David became king when he killed Goliath. But David didn't become king when he killed Goliath. (laughs) That was so deep. That was strong, bruh. That was strong. Mm-mm-mm. That was strong. So, recognizing the purpose could come early, even if the manifestation of your purpose may not come for years. 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 So there's a power in the preparation of the purpose. Mm. Preparation of the purpose. The preparation of the purpose. So even though you may be aware, right? So I knew early on that I was gonna be working with kids, although I did not know how that was going to manifest. I thought it was gonna manifest one way. (laughs) You were gonna be in the educational system for years. Bruh, like even so, so even if you know, like the way that it works out, right? I thought I was gonna be a pediatrician, practices, all of that. Didn't even show up, right? So then I'm like, I'm going to be a teacher, right? Teach kindergarten, first grade. Then I'm going to be a principal, you know. Then I'm going to be a, you know, assistant suit. Like, I had this whole trajectory. Mm-hmm. Like, I was supposed to be a superintendent right now. Like, probably six years, seven, eight years ago. Bruh, that, none of that happened. None of that happened. None of it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I got my master's. And then I end up quitting at the pinnacle when I was getting ready to be propelled. Yeah. I didn't see this. Yet I'm still in purpose. You're still in purpose. But how I thought the purpose was going to manifest looks different than what I so, ha- had originally envisioned. So for our listeners and viewers, understanding that the preparation of your purpose may lead you to pivot Yes. Along the way to the manifestation Mm -hmm. of the purpose. So it may not. So that's why understanding what it is, the big picture. The big picture. Right? So that you don't get caught in in the idea of how you feel like it should show up. Or the job title. Or the title, right? Like, I'm going to be a second grade teacher. 
Right. No, it may not manifest it, it like may that. Not manifest. You, you might, might. I want to impact lives through education. So give the vision, you know what I'm saying, and let the universe narrow your mission and how, how it shows up. That's good, bro. Wow. Yeah. Can I be honest? Yeah. I really didn't think this conversation would take the route that it did. Bruh, I... I mean, I knew it was going to be good, like a great conversation, but like, I did not expect this. Bro, this is counseling. I did not think I was going to be shedding tears on camera. That was not part of the show. No, but it's all right. It's here. <laughs> We're here. That was not like, but that is the thing, bro. Like, well, that conviction you had convicted, I think, everybody in this room, like, you know, and I, you know, the way you worded it was much better than I'm about to, but if you, the things that you didn't do tied mm-hmm. to your purpose, like, who's somebody in pain. who's in pain because of that. Mm-hmm. That's strong. Wow. I think, whoa. So whatever you're supposed to be doing, get in purpose. You get know, purpose. you know what you're exercise. supposed to do. Exercise, 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 exercise your purpose. Your purpose. Because you know what you're supposed to be doing, and you, some of y'all out there, been running from it. Yeah, talk you, to them, man. You've been, you've been, you've been trying to, to, to act like you ain't heard it. You've been trying to, yeah, to, to brush it off, to put it on somebody else, like. Do what you're supposed to do. Like exercise that purpose, get mm-hmm. it out of you because somebody needs somebody needs it. What you have. This bartering system that we have is ongoing. Like it's it's when you are putting out things that are tied to your purpose, someone that needs it mm-hmm. is receiving it. Yes. And likewise, when somebody else is operating in their purpose, you are receiving it. That is our timer. Ugh. Bro, we might actually have to do a part two to this. We might have to do a part two, finding a purpose. We we may have to do that. Yeah, that one. But you, you know, I think we might have to do a part two to this. Yeah. But before we go, yes, we have a segment called "What Are You Wearing?" What are you wearing, right? We so the people who are on a podcast, right? You guys can't see us, but we try to give you guys a good visual mm-hmm. of what we are, even though we do have the YouTube channel, right? So, yeah. Those of you who are watching, you know, you get to see. But those of you who are listening on the podcast, you don't get to see. So, um, today, what you rocking? I am rocking my L. Kobe the Wiz hat. I have on a long sleeve yellow shirt that has read across the chest in big purple letters. Um, rocking some jeans, and I'm sporting the the, the, the fives of George. So that's 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 what I'm rocking. What you got yep. on there? So my former professor, also good friend. Dr. David Statton, who is the creator and founder of HBCU Times. Go to hbcutimes.com and check out their merch as well as their magazines, always promoting the HBCU experience and all the great things that produce H. who comes from HBCUs. So So. um, shout out to Dr. David Statton and his entire team at HBCU Times. Go pick up the hoodies they have. Have them in all different colors and all that good stuff. So, 
Uh, follow us on Instagram, Twitter at Craig and Kobe. Yeah. Website CraigandKobe.com. Yeah. Check out um the YouTube channel if you ain't watching. Yep. Um, all of that. Shout out to Kingdom Culture. Shout out to Kingdom Culture. Chante Darby for all your cinematography, audio, visual needs. Hit him up. Yeah. Check him out at kingdomculture.com. Yeah. So uh that's it, man. Till next time. Till next time, bro. I'll see y'all next time. We'll see you next we'll time. We'll see you next time. This is Conversations with Craig and Kobe. All, All we right. got is a topic and a timer, and that's it. We're done. All right. See y'all next time. Peace. Conversations with Craig and Kobe.